Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 49. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Peter. Oh, hey. There you go. On his toes. Uh, Alex. I'm in space. And Russ. Boom! Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. This is a good burn on Russ's part. Uh, let's just jump right into this because we got a bunch of movies that we've taken a good bit of a break. So, how about we start off with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too? Sure. Cloudy with a Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too, directed by Cody Cameron. That sounds like a fake name. Exactly. And Chris Pern. <laughs> that, I love I love his Disney show. Cody <laughs> Cameron on a... the Sweet Life. Of... <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Cody Cameron. <laughs> Cody Cameron. It turns out from a drug overdose. Oh my god. Oh god. Um, he was my favorite in Lost Boys. Right. Okay. I have the chance of meatballs too. Uh, Flint Lockwood now works at the Live Corp Company for his idol Chester V, <laughs> but he's forced to leave his post when he learns that most infamous machine is still operational and is churning out. Menacing food animal hybrids. Ah. Terrifying. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I'm that's glad. That's, that's right. What? I don't know. It sounds like what? Alex just got auto tuned for. Yeah, that's weird. I, 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 guys, sorry. I changed my name to T Pain. Then it turns out that it was taken. So uh, now I'm just uh, T Bone. Really stuck with that joke. Got nothing, that was, guys. They can't all be bangers, all right. <laughs> they, only, only up from here. The movie up. We'll see. So, Cloudy Two. Um, uh, a lot of Jurassic Parkness to the just to the film in general, which was fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think it, it shares some of it in, in terms of like all the sort of monster version of it. But I think it. I think it's it did a good job of really separating itself in terms of plot from it. Right, right, right. But I will say, as I said, uh, well, the fair part is the female lead Sam Sparks is direct is dressed exactly like the female lead uh, of Ellie Sattler from uh, yeah, like, from, like yeah. played expertly by Laura Dern. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, the funny thing is that the Jurassic Parkness does not happen for probably a good forty, almost forty minutes in. Uh, was that how I long mean, it took him to actually get to the? Uh, well, not to, to get that. there, but to like get Jurassic Parky. It took a little while. Yeah. And for a short movie, like it's a ninety, you know, it's a ninety minute kids movie. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say a good almost almost half of it isn't quite to there. But I think once it gets really going with that, uh, it gets awesome. And uh, Chester V is that not just uh, the character of the scientist principal from Clone High? Pretty much. Um, Chester yeah. V? I mean, similar like, in some ways. Like, 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 I mean, just like design and voice-wise. I think the oh, voice is close. Yeah, all you need is the, the, <laughs> the robot going, oh, Leslie. <laughs> well, that was the robot. Yeah. I'd say that's what he needed to, to make it. I mean, there are, there are also a lot of ties to Clone High with this movie, which uh, would make sense for that. Uh, I didn't quite see it, but I like to think that that is true now that you've said that. I like to think yeah. more that this is finally the movie so far that's had the guts to really stick it to Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he died 
died, but that was like a year ago. Who gives a shit anymore? Let's lampoon him. Yeah, they really. Well, you like... know, uh, well Justin Long tried to do that. Ice Steam. Yeah, but we'll be reviewing that soon. Will we? But no, but no one gives nope. a fuck about Good. that. Like this movie really stuck it to him. In like, appearance, uh, well, in like the fact that like all he would do is just come out with a new thing and a new number. Like it was really. Yeah, the 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 food bar eight was really awesome. Uh, that was just. And isn't like the idea of like people getting vested? Isn't that a thing from like startup people? Or yeah. Whatever? Yeah. Um, but but uh, I don't know. I think that this uh, this film, like we were just talking about this before, uh, you know, Pete decided to grace us with his presence. Uh, <laughs> that this is one of wow. the um, the really refreshing uh, kids movies because, like like uh, you know, you guys were saying, it doesn't crush you like up yeah. or something like that, or like right. hit you over the head with a, a moral, and it doesn't have the really terrible, you know, pandering, you know, like song and dance yeah. type stuff that a lot of kids movies have. For the most part, it's this movie's just dumb and fun and just like lets itself be that. It it splits the difference I think really well between like Dreamworks's brand of retardedness <laughs> and Pixar's brand of like you go to a therapist. Sentimentalism. Yeah. And, and it's just like a regular, like you can watch this movie pretty much at any point because it's just, it's so freaking accessible and it's just kind of, yeah. it's just funny. It's light and it's funny. And if you're like a oh, movie shit. fan, it, it has some, coming like, after you for all this stuff. Really man. good like references in it. But, and I, I think the voice cast is excellent as well. Yeah. Yeah. James Conn killed again. James Conn still killed again. Uh, how do you guys feel about the exit of Mr. T? I was fine. I think Ter- Terry Crews uh, did a good job not doing an exact impersonation. Right. Still trying to it was close. feel like there was some continuity to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good homage. Yeah. He did and he did a good job of like having that Terry Crews-ness without it, without it sounding like a completely different voice. Because while they're similar, they don't, their voices are not the same. So he did a good job of no. sort of blending it. And I love Benjamin Bratt in these movies as Manny. Yeah. I think that character's so fun. <laughs> and this movie just like, once it gets going with the puns, yeah. uh, you know, when they get to, uh, you know, the, the food animals on the island... Uh, it just it gets hilarious because they just get really dumb. Yep. Uh, but in a great way. They they never they never run out of like pretty sweet puns. And that damn leak. Anytime I saw it, I'm like, oh, the leak was great. That was great. And that fucking <laughs> berry. That I need, berry. Yes. I need to have a berry. I need to just have a plush berry. That, it, I sold that ber- that berry had like the single funniest part of the movie to me. Which was really weird because I thought it was going to be like an annoying little thing, but that translation scene is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I got to say also, um, these movies do a good job of having a good uh, look to them um, visually. Yeah. That yeah, you know, at least that is, you know puts it apart from a lot of other kids' movies. So I think for the most part, um, you know, this is just it's a good, unique, fun time, and I think like, if you have, you know nieces nephews or anything like that like this is a a really like a, a movie that you wouldn't feel bored like yeah or children <laughs> i I, hope, I don't know if anyone listening to this has children you never know maybe write in tell us they do now movie podcast, gmail.com. 
Someone's got to email us at some point. Nope. Nope. All right. All right. Uh, Do you guys want to well, rate it? Yeah. Yep. All right, Alex. I am. Uh, I'm going to give this four chimpanzees. I think this is a, a great time, and it's it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's worth seeing in the theaters uh, if you don't mind them being overrun with kids. But if not, you know, it's going to be a great movie to watch on Netflix or Blu-ray. Pete, can you show Alex how to do it? I'm going to give it three and a half. Russ, four. I am also going to echo Pete and give it three and a half. What? Come on, you guys. I mean, no was, souls. I mean, I guess, I guess that is what that means. I, 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 five, left yes. I left the theater really enjoying it, but I feel like the first one surprised me so much, and okay. that's why I will still hold the first one way above it. Okay, it's still yeah. really great. It's an extremely strong three and a half. Yeah, totally. All right, yeah. Russ, I want to hear more from you. So tell us about the prisoners. Can we get the Russ down? Yeah, sure. Uh, prisoners. Yeah, sure. When Keller Dover's daughter and her friend go missing, he takes matters into his own hands as the police pursue multiple leads and the pressure mounts. But just how far will this desperate father go to protect his family? So, yeah, Russ was the only one to see this, right? Uh, Now I'm, like, starting to remember the movie. Did anyone else see it besides Russ? No. No. Russ, how depressing was this movie? Oh, God. Uh, It's... Dark. Yeah. How, how, how does? Because I really want to see it. Yeah, me too. But it's one of those movies, you, as you said, you see once, you never want to see again. I don't ever want to see this movie. Again. But how does how does the length feel since it is two and a half hours? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it play it pray, it plays pretty quickly. Uh, for uh, for a two and a half hour movie, it kind of moves along because you know there's twists and there's turns and all that sort of shit. So um, it really doesn't ever feel that long. But it, it's similar to like. A movie like Seven, okay. where that movie just you felt dark. Yeah. That that whole movie was dark. It rained all the time. It was cold, or it wasn't cold. But in this movie, it either was raining or freezing in every single scene. Okay. As and long as just, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't show up, that's good. no. But it's just it really is fucking dark, 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 um, dark, dark. So, how are the performances in Fantastic. it? Because it's yeah, because um, Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano, who else? Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano, um, Maria Bello, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Terrence Howard, uh, oh, Leo, fantastic cast. Oh, wow. It's nice to see Hugh Jackman, like, not be, like, something. Right. You know, he's not a mutant. He's not a X-Man. He's not, a, like, a boxer. He's <laughs> not a real he's, he's not training. <laughs> he's not training a robot to fight. He, yeah, he's not training a robot to fight or singing he's just a regular ass man <laughs> who happens to be a doomsday prepper oh yeah nice. he's really never been that actor to have that regular role yeah yeah it was weird seeing i'm like oh my god wolverine's just wearing jeans <laughs> and like a regular like, oh, regular gene. Ass <laughs> the closest thing you can get to for hugh jackman is like maybe australia i guess yeah that's what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> where he played the title role so, Australia. Australia. so in this, like, it's kind of awesome to see him just play something, play like a regular kind of tightly wound regular man who like blue collar and just happens to be extremely paranoid about everything. He's like a doomsday prepper. So he's one of those people who just kind of sees the worst in situations. 
Um, Melissa Leo does what she usually does in movies lately. Um, Uh, She gets uh, kidnapped uh, by a bunch of terrorists taking over the White House. Right, 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 right. So very much, very much Olympus has fallen. Uh, And Jake Gyllenhaal, who I don't really like. um, Yeah, he, that's what I I normally feel about him, but he was, uh, he was good in this. Is he, is he just kind of doing like another, like his role in Zodiac or is it different? Not really. He's like, he's like a good, tough cop who's really trying to, you know, solve the case or whatever. But you can tell like they, he, he does a lot with what he doesn't say in this. Like he's kind of, he's, he's very stylized in a way that, you know, like he's definitely wasn't always like a good cop. He probably was like an asshole piece of shit Mm -hmm. back in the day. And like, this is him sort of trying to make up for that. And it, it does a lot with what it doesn't really say about his character, which I thought he did a good job of conveying. And Terrence Howard and uh, Viola Davis are kind of just there to show, like, this is what, this is, like, the opposite of how people would, like, Hugh Jackman and Maria Bello's characters kind of go to one extreme of having their kids abducted and Terrence Howard and Viola Davis go the other extreme. Okay. And so, okay, it, don't, don't answer if it's a spoiler, but does Viola Davis use black lady powers to find the children? Um... Well, she, I mean, she is a voodoo high priestess, but it, it doesn't oh. really have a whole lot to do with that. Oh my god, that was not in the rundown. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I said, twists and turns. Um, but how's, how's Paul Dano? I feel like we don't get enough of that guy. Like, I think he's really good, but as Paul but Dano mainly just, in, yeah. he's, he's great. I mean, he does a real he does yeah. a really good job with a really difficult role and. He it, it's it's kind of frustrating because he can do so much more than just about everybody who's in his age range, but he just doesn't quite have the look that people want. So it's like, oh, we need you to be a creep. Yeah, I also it's feel tough. like um, what's his name, uh, Billy Adventureland, kind of sucked up a lot of his roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he Eisenberg. Because you can you can kind of make him a little cuter. Um, yeah, but yeah, Paul Dano, he's he's excellent in this. I think this is gonna get quite a few like um, acting noms. I think Hugh Jackman's mm. gonna get one. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Dano and or Melissa Leo will grab one, <laughs> and they'll just throw Viola Davis one because why the hell not? Oh. <laughs> I think she gets one just for like showing up. Yep, and I think Jake gets the snub. Uh, though I think he could, he should get a supporting nom. All right. uh, you weirdly to... enough, he's also is he also the Prince of Persia in that? Yes, he is. Dastard. Okay, good. All right, Russ, what do you want to give it? I give it four. You see it once, and you're good for life. <laughs> there we go. All right, uh, next up, you know what, Alex? Because you didn't talk enough in that last one, I'm going to give you the chance to just go crazy with Insidious Chapter Two. Can we get the Russ down oh. first, though? Sure, Insidious Chapter Two, directed by my man James Wan. <laughs> That's only because he's doing Fast 7. Uh, the haunted Lambert family seeks to uncover the mysterious childhood secret that has left them dangerously connected to the spirit world. Okay, so how do you oh, feel yeah. about Insidious? I really like the first one. It caught me by surprise. Good twist on haunted house type movies. Took in a completely different direction. Okay. This one, now that that's kind of gone, it's meh. I give it three out of five. Hmm. If you really, really like the series, <laughs> sure see it. Right. Otherwise, just forget it. Nah, uh, meh. That's it. All right. One last thing, just to take us home. Just take us down right now with some gravity. 
Oh, I'll take you down because that's what gravity does. Get us a baby. rust down. Uh, gravity, gravity directed by Afonso Caron. Uh, a medical engineer and an astronaut work together to survive after an accident leaves them adrift in space. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah, who like right. this also like in time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that there's like that's weird that pops up on IMDb. There is no sense. <laughs> Oh, time's the worst piece of shit. Everyone should go out to that right now. I don't think I've actually seen that yet. Oh, it's bad. Oh, you, but you, it, that's it, what it, you're doing it's later. Awesome it's awesome, bad. Yeah. So uh, I got to see an early screening of this on Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, look at me, I'm Point to this. You guys don't understand Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare, I'm Peter. <laughs> you guys clearly don't, because that's not the one we were talking about. Whatever. <laughs> so, what? there was a point to that. I got to see an early screening Wednesday, and other than the fact that I'm better than all of you, <laughs> I immediately saw it again on Saturday. That's not immediately. Yeah, it's like a few days. You know what? I'm done. <laughs> Just going for shots now. <laughs> taking some cheap shots now yeah I was... very, very quickly a quick turnaround i went and needed to see it again yes and yes okay three days is a very short amount of time to go back to the theater to see something it is yeah has uh yeah, yeah. I, I mean i've only seen it the once uh, which was with you on saturday and alex yep i was there that's true because i think this is just uh, one of those movies that you 100 percent need to go see in the theater Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great stuff in terms of the story. There's a lot of great dialogue. There's also a lot of crappy dialogue. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, there was. It's something you have to go see and just experience. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. I, I, it's, this movie is one of the, so one of the, pretty. One of the few movies I think that warrants seeing it in 3D. Like I don't. If I have the option to see a movie in 3D or not, even if it was natively shot that way. I typically won't, but yeah. this movie, oh, like I didn't realize until I like left the theater that I was taking like a lot shorter breaths than I usually do. It wasn't until I like walked out and I'm like, oh, oh, that's what a full inhale and exhale feels like, because you feel like you're like in there, in, in like fully immersed um, in this film. And I think three, like, I, the three is awesome. Yeah, there's one point. There's one point where a screw is falling away and George Clooney goes out to grab it, and it's. It's what other movies would have as that, like, silly moment for 3D, like in Cloudy 2 when they're bouncing up and down on their rubber underpants. <laughs> Joe, what, do you, what do you mean by stupid? Did you say stupid? It's seen in 3D. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is for the 3D. Yeah. Did but, you, they're also, George Clooney and Sandra Bullock are also wearing rubber underpants. So <laughs> there's, there's that point when he kind of, like, floats towards you to grab it. Yeah. But it's yeah. not it's – not, obnoxious 3d trick it it just it's further showing you even like and like just to get like further than that like you the screw at one point is like half off camera so it doesn't even like work anymore they've already broken that illusion so you know that it's not just trying to go Uh, for that cheap trick i mean tiggs right before we we start recording you you put it best when like the director is probably the main star of of this movie that was russ um, Russ that that was russ yeah all right well i'm giving it to tiggs yeah all right i'll take it it. It it's a pretty good line yeah uh, i thought it up all by myself too it was this uh i gotta say like this is one of those movies that like man like i was just like constantly 
finding myself being like, I'm loving how this is getting shot. Like constantly switching yeah. around perspectives to oh, someone's first God. person, then panning around. And the way that like actually acknowledging there being no sound in space. So using the score and, to like, uh, and looked really uh, great. Oh. Uh, like, like to, to make all these sound effects was like awesome. And like, I think that like the, the immersion of this is just like, it's crazy. Uh, it's, and, it's something that, so you want to watch I, it on an really, Oculus Rift? Right. I, I, would, I, I would absolutely watch it on an Oculus Rift. Um, I think, yeah, that, that's completely true. Like, the way I watched this movie, the whole time I was sitting there, like, just impressed and wondering, like, how the fuck did they do this? Like, yeah. and that doesn't really happen anymore for me in a movie. I'm like, oh, well, you know, that that's that effect, that's this effect. Like, just being fully immersed in this movie, I was, like, blown away by, like, how this was accomplished um, on screen. And this was first-person movement fact, and motion that did not feel stupid or cheesy. Like, this felt right. necessary to uh, the whole thing. I mean, this is the best first-person since Doom. Uh, oh. Let's be honest. <laughs> since Carl Urban did that, yeah. did that shooting sequence in there. Um, but I gotta say, like, when I was, when I was watching it, like, usually when you go to, like, a CG version of a person, it sometimes can be a bit of a messy transition and it just looks bad and fake. Um, maybe and it was just the backdrop of putting it in space and people being in spacesuits and around space stations. But like, I didn't find myself nitpicking those moments when like a person would. No, I couldn't. You know, even, I couldn't transition. Like, I thought that was really seamless yep. and really good. Yep, totally. Yeah. Um, and as far as the acting goes, I mean, I think I, you know, I I really like George Clooney. Um, Obviously, this isn't as much his movie um, yeah. as it is Sandra Bullock's. And, you know, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, tweets oh, about gravity. Just, yeah. Like, why is a medical doctor working on the Hubble? <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, don't worry about, um, yeah, don't worry about that stuff. But that's how good, that's how well this movie is shot and directed, is that, like, parts that don't really kind of make a lot of sense or that where the dialogue's a little off, I completely ignore that because as a film experience is it's that kind of it's that superior it is i just I, I just don't feel like sandra bullock can carry a movie on her own really which, i, I give her credit because i can't stand her and this she did not get in the way of this movie i i i'm not i i'm not a naysayer i'm not a sandy naysayer i'm a big fan of like the net sandy, you're a big fan of sandy Tiggs. you're not yeah wow. you're not like never mind the bullock uh, here's the what? sex business. I don't know, I was trying to make a sex business joke. Never mind the bull. Instead of bollocks, the bullock. It was. It works better in my head. All right. Um, it all works better in my head. Uh, wake up, Alex! You're still on the space station. Okay, Tiggs, you were saying. I don't. I literally don't remember anymore. Uh, like, I'm not a Sandy naysayer. Oh right, because I, you know, I enjoy the net. You know why not? Uh, uh, all about Steve. All about Steve is terrible. I don't know. Like I, I don't mind her as an actress. I thought you know when she's done stuff on, uh, just like she's done some video shorts like with like uh, Chelsea Handler that I thought were pretty funny actually. But and I hate Chelsea Handler. Uh, just for the record. <laughs> um, but, added to the but record. No, I've I've never had any like distaste for her. I just don't think that she can. She literally has to carry the entirety of this movie at some point. Yeah, but that's that's when your statement of the director's the star. Um not oh yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. comes into it because it, it builds that tension that I don't want to spoil anything, but towards the end, 
after like there's so many things that go wrong that you're looking for things to go wrong when they just try to make them up. Yeah. Because there's there's a part towards the end with a parachute. Right. And in my head I was like, oh Jesus Christ, she's gonna get killed by this parachute. Right. Right, okay. I mean, and yeah, no, I, I totally I totally agree with you. It's just like Sandra Bullock, again, carrying the movie, she's she's John McClaning for half of this time, and I just, I don't think she can do it. <laughs> like, that's what oh, she has guys, to do. Oh, guys, John McClaning. <laughs> like, she's talking to herself. I think I have a group on today. I don't know. Um, it's still, I mean, um, I'm not saying it's, no, I think I, this is possibly the prettiest movie, you know, I the effects in this movie, I don't even, I can't comprehend them. It, it looks yeah. flawless. Everything looked flawless. I was like, did they really shoot this on location? Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you expect a lot of really stereotypical, um, you know, space uh, dialogue. Where, like, again, it was like, same before, it was like, check out the view, pretty good, and stuff like that. Like, hey, we're good. Like, you know, it just, like, a lot of stuff kind of feels like, okay, some of this dialogue, you feel like, is just there to you know, move you to the next really tense, awesome action sequence. And, like, a lot of the character exposition when they're just, like, talking to each other, explaining their lives, like, you would think that they would have talked to each other a bit more if they're on a big, long mission together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, like, some of those kind of cheesy character moments aside, like, I think that the tension was built so well that, like, none of... Even when that stuff was kind of cheesy... It ended up working a bit because, you know, you just need enough of a justification to kind of like this person or, you know, want them to make it that, you know, that you get freaked out as soon as, you know, you see a fire floating around a space station or something. Right. Anyway, I don't know. It's gravity. (laughs) All right. You guys want to rate it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what do you think? I think this is going to be, I can't remember, but this might be my first five of the year. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Russ? Four and a half. Uh, Alex? Four and a half. And I am going to give this three and a half. What? Thanks. Wow. Who hurt you? There is a moment in this film where I said to myself, spoiler alert for the next four seconds, if this, is, if this isn't a dream, I hate this fucking movie. And a movie that, is, that does that to, like, in my mind, that cannot be more than a three and a half at that point. Wow. That that one scene would totally ruin everything about the entire movie for me. Tough Tiggy, tough Tiggy. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's my. That's why it's my nickname. I like that. That's why. I mean, again, like I said earlier, the director is really the star of this movie, and and I just think of some of the other things to pull it down. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you definitely go see this in the. You probably already have because this movie is going to make a bajillion dollars. It made so um, much goddamn money. But, uh, you know, I was, uh, we were, we saw that line coming out on, you know, Sunday. It seems like word of mouth is propelling this even more. Oh, yeah. And that was Sunday. Um, like, Sunday, it's usually a little bit lower attendance. There's a line down the block by the IMAX. Mm. Which now I feel like, do I need to see this in IMAX? No. Yeah. You know, it was almost too big. It was, yeah, it was not only too big in IMAX. Uh, there was, like, there were literally echoing effects that I could see of, like, visuals on the screen. It was really, it was a little bit weird. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought my eyes were breaking. That's that's why. I, I, yeah. uh, but, you know, it's, again, this is something that people are going to be, you know, talking about the, the scenes in this and the shots uh, for a long time to come. Yeah. It's, if nothing else, it is an, an important movie, as as annoying or dumb like as it is to say that. Said that. 
Yeah, I did. Actually, I have all my glasses on. I can't <laughs> find them. They're somewhere in All right. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us your fake movie Fridays, your comments, your complaints, anything you really want to tell us. Just, you know, if you want to talk about how Pete doesn't talk that much a lot of times, uh, just email those to moviemoviepodcast at gmail. Dot com And uh, we are The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is how you can find us on iTunes. And also come out to our comedy show that takes place the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave. This month, it's October 17th, and we're going to be doing our Freaky Thursday show where uh, we invite a bunch of stand-ups to come and do improv. And then the four of us do stand-up. <laughs> and a stand bunch up, of ghosts. <laughs> and a bunch of ghosts. They, they're always there, though. They, they are always in Long Island City. That is for sure. Uh, but come on out. 8 o'clock, right? Is that when our show is? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, 8 o'clock, October the 17th. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Thank you guys for being here with me this week. And we'll see you all next week. Oh, thank you, Tig. We'll see you all next time. I don't even know if it'll be next week. Is there anything coming out? Anybody? Not really. No. Oh, wait. There's something. (laughs) Hello. Tig, are you going to see that Metallica movie? It actually... Well, I mean, Peter Travers gave me... I'll see it through the never... Oh. <laughs> oh, on that note. <laughs> See you next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Later. <laughs>